Hi, Mike Gibson coming to you live from AHA 2017, and I'm joined by Karen Johnson, one of the Sprint investigators. And we have a problem. You know, I read recently, I think it was one out of 150 medical students knew how to take the blood pressure correctly when uh, they really looked at it. And in Sprint, uh, here a trial of lowering blood pressure, there's been a lot of questions about exactly how did mm -hmm. you measure the blood pressure. So uh, Karen, tell us a little bit about the methodology and what you found. Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Sprint measured blood pressure uh, in the same way that most other major hypertension outcome trials have measured it and the way that the hypertension guidelines recommend it. In brief, we measured um, uh, three blood pressures and averaged them after the participant had been resting for five minutes with uh, seated with their back supported and their arm supported um, at heart level. Um, we used an automated blood pressure cuff and it took three blood pressures and then averaged them while the participant was um, neither talking, texting, or filling out questionnaires. So we, think, we, we believe that that um, type of technique is very important to get accurate blood pressure. And how does that kind of automated technique compare with, you know, the human technique of taking a blood pressure? How closely related are they? What's the variability and the variance? Well, um, some studies have suggested that manual blood pressures um, are higher than automated cuff blood pressures. Maybe because um, we can hear that first sound a little better than the automated or? You know, I, I'm not completely sure. Some of those previous studies um, have some limitations um, in methodology. They didn't, they, they didn't record whether they had the participant resting for five minutes. And, mm -hmm. and so in my mind, there's some question about whether there is, is really a true difference if you actually do the proper technique in both I methods. Um, I do think uh, automated blood pressures uh, are probably a little bit more valid than the manual pressures. Okay. And, and I, I think in, in clinical practice, we're going more towards automated blood mm -hmm. pressure devices and, and going away from mercury sphygmomanometers, which is a good thing. Yeah. And a big question, Karen, is were these supervised automated readings or not? And I think that's what you well, sought to investigate here. Well, um, some investigators not involved with Sprint have uh, published uh, papers stating that the Sprint blood pressures were unattended. And so we conducted a survey of our sites immediately after closeout to, to find out whether they were attended or unattended. And about 50% were attended and 50% were unattended. And we, when we looked and compared blood pressure differences in attended versus unattended, we really didn't see any differences. Mm -hmm. And when we looked at the primary outcome and, and serious adverse events, we really didn't see that attendance made a difference in those either. So what we found was the intensive treatment to less than 120 attended or unattended um, reduces uh, the primary outcome and total mortality without increasing serious adverse events. Right, and so the interaction testing was negative. It didn't modify the treatment effect, this mm -hmm. attendance or not attended. That's right. And I guess the move towards automated detection probably frees up the whole idea of patients doing this at home as well. Is that fair to say? Well, are, the home, are the home systems as good as what we need to monitor this outside well, the office? Um, I, I firmly believe that, per, that patients should be monitoring their blood pressure at home. And I, I, um, it, it's like in diabetes, you should know your number. Right. 
Um, and nowadays, they have automated uh, blood pressure devices that actually are Bluetooth and could, could send, wow. send your blood pressure to your phone, and you could actually email Give it, to it to your provider to your, and yes. keep track of keep it. Keep track of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of these kinds of data collection tools that would actually have some use, mm -hmm. you know, oh, other than some of the other I, ones we're I, hearing. I'm with you there. Yeah. I have my um, blood so pressure So you know your cuff. number? Yeah. I know my number. Every day. And, and I have hypertension, so, so I, following. I, I, I'm following the SPRINT uh, guidelines and getting my blood pressure to less than 120. Karen, how do you think SPRINT is going to change the guidelines? I know that's a big topic here at the meeting. Well, I, I think the SPRINT um, results will um, lower the goal. Mm -hmm. And are we going to finally come to consensus between all these different societies as to what that goal <laughs> should be? I mean, I think everyone probably agrees that lower is better. Is there a number that you see everyone kind of circling around? Well, um, I personally would like to see them circling around less than 120, but I, I suspect it may be slightly higher than that. So um, what's your prediction? Is it 130? This is a guess. A guess? Um, Less than 130. Less than 130. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll be the number. Mm -hmm. All right, Karen, thank you mm -hmm. so much for joining us. Great work in the sprint and trial. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from AHA 2017.